Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number eight. Welcome to the program today, everyone. This is the Strategic Living Podcast, and my name is Brian Holmes, and as always, it is such a pleasure and a joy to have you with us along on the journey where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies, changing nations. It's our desire to see you healed, your mind renewed and transformed, and we want to be a part of you discovering all that God has uniquely created you to be and you discovering all that God has assigned for you to do. We're delighted to have you with us today. Let's get started. Well, welcome everyone to the program. It's just always a pleasure to engage with you in conversation, to share with you ideas, and I believe with all of my heart that today is going to be an exceptional day as we're going to be sharing some concepts with you that I believe will help you greatly as you are moving forward, you are progressing in your journey, you are discovering more and more who you really are and and becoming more and more confident in who God has called you to be. You do have an assignment here on the earth. There's something unique, something special that really only you can do. And in that place, in that lane, is where you'll find fulfillment. It's where you find prosperity and joy and happiness. And here on the Strategic Living Podcast, my desire really is to help you uh, hone in on that place, that special lane, that special niche, that place of purpose, that place of destiny. And uh, we're just excited that you've engaged with us here on episode number eight. Well, let's just dive right in today. We're going to be talking today about personal discipline, and then we're going to really land up at a place talking about the art of doing. Now, before I get started with this session, I want to tell you that one of the resources that I really was impacted by over a year ago was Michael Hyatt's blog post that dealt with this idea about try versus do. We're going to talk quite a bit about that today, and I want to certainly give him credit for the input. As a matter of fact, some of the things I'll share today came from that blog post back in late 2011, and uh, you will find a reference to that particular blog post in the show notes. And last year, I was teaching a class, a leadership forum, and dealt with this topic, try versus do. And there was such a great impact there because the people who were attending, quite frankly, were shook up because they recognized, as I did, that we are often driven by dreams and visions and things that we want to accomplish, but yet it's so hard to pull the trigger. And so I wanted to bring you this today. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever found it difficult to pull the trigger? I want to start this session by talking about personal discipline because I feel as though when we have difficulty pulling the trigger, it's oftentimes because of things going on internally. You see, you you cannot travel without until you are willing to first travel within. It's just a foolish thing if you want to conquer the world, but yet you really haven't conquered yourself yet. Uh, I often ask this question when I'm doing leadership seminars. If you could kick the person 
responsible for most of your troubles and most of your challenges, you would you wouldn't be able to sit down for weeks because you'd be kicking yourself. Uh, just recently, I saw a commercial on TV. I think it was from some sort of a soft drink and uh, people walking around and they would reach up behind themselves and kick themselves in the seat. And that's the the vision that I'm getting right now. If you could kick the person responsible for most of your struggles, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. Well, the truth is that each of us are responsible for where we are today. And we're also responsible for how we got there. As a matter of fact, uh, our life today is a result of the choices that we have made, the actions that we've taken, or maybe even the inaction that we've taken along the way. You know, right now, personally, and I'm just going to be real transparent with you, I'm about 40 to 50 pounds heavier than I need to be. And ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you, this didn't just happen. I didn't just wake up one day and, oh, there's 50 extra pounds. Not at all. As a matter of fact, uh, nobody held a gun to my head and made me eat an entire bag of Oreos, double stuff, in one sitting. Nobody is force-feeding me fried food. Nobody is making me do any of that. The fact is, there are choices that I have made that have brought me to the place in my health where I am presently today. And I wanted to share with you that many times we are always looking outside of ourselves. We're always pointing the finger. We're wanting to defer responsibility somewhere else. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, the choices that we make are the world that we live in. Where I am today and what I'm dealing with presently is a result of a sequence of choices that I've made that have landed me up at this particular place. Let's look at it like this. What you are going to be tomorrow, you are actually becoming today. And you will be whatever and wherever your choices are directing you to be. And so when it comes to choices, personal discipline is essential. You see, personal discipline is self-control. It's the ability to manage or to rule yourself first. Without discipline, without self-control, then what happens is is that the results that I experience in my life are not managed. They are not intentional. They happen as a result of a lack of structure. So personal discipline or self-control comes from a root word that means to grip or to take hold of. Aristotle used this particular word to describe the following. The ability to test desire by reason, to be resolute, and to be ever in a state of readiness. And he went on to explain that people who are not controlled have strong desires which try to seduce them away from reason, thereby sabotaging their success. In the absence of personal discipline, there is then the absence of structure. There's no track to run on. There's no direction The Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. That word perish there is an interesting word. It really means unrestrained. Matter of fact, several translations say where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, which means there's no structure, there's no order. And where there is no structure and no order, there's no discipline. Where there is no discipline, there's no progress. 
where there is no measured progress, there can be no success. And can I just tell you that where there is no success, there's no joy, there's no fulfillment, there's no satisfaction. And so when you really whittle this down back to its most common denominator, the most important element, you see that success begins with strong discipline. There has to be discipline. The the price of leadership demands that I look inside of me first and deal with whatever areas of indiscipline that maybe I have. And so we must know and we must acknowledge our weaknesses. You say, I don't have any weaknesses. Well, you are self-fooled, if that's a word or a term. You have fooled yourself into believing something that is absolutely not possible. Every person has strengths. Every person has weaknesses. And in order to exercise discipline that ultimately leads me to success and progress, then I have to know my weaknesses. Someone once said, know thyself. You see, when I know my weaknesses, then I can address them. And when I address them, I can then begin to convert them into strengths through the process of discipline. Personal discipline begins with personal responsibility. Personal discipline begins with being personally responsible for oneself. So as I get into this idea today about doing and about the art of doing, I want you to allow me to build this particular session on the basis, on the groundwork of the need for personal discipline. So let me kind of get to the meat of what I want to share with you today. I want to talk to you about trying versus doing. Trying versus doing. One of the areas where so many people struggle with discipline is in the area of doing. Uh, We have really succumbed to a culture of triers, and I'm not sure that's a word either, but just indulge me. We have become a culture of triers And there's not a whole lot of people that have mastered the art of doing. The Bible says that we are to be not only hearers of the word, and by the way, it's very important that you hear the word of God, that you hear destiny, that you hear direction, that you hear instruction, that you hear counsel. But it's not enough to just be a hearer only. The Bible instructs us to be hearers of the word, but not hearers only. We have to be doers of the word. The Bible does not tell us to try to do what we hear. The Bible says to do what we hear. And so we are not called to try. We are here to do. I want to say it again. We are not called to try. We are here to do. For those of us who subscribe to the Word of God, to the Bible as the Holy Word of God, and and use the Scripture as a guidebook, a blueprint, a place of godly counsel and wisdom, I want to share this with you that not one single place in all of the canon of Scripture are we encouraged to, instructed to, admonished to, or commanded to try anything. There is never an instruction or an admonition. Well, here's a good idea, and and you really should do this. 
And so, oh, by the way, as you go forth now to do this, that's fourth, King James. As you go forth to do this now, I want you to try your best to do what I've instructed you to do. No, there's not one single place where God says try. There's not one place where Jesus, in his amazing wisdom and in the way he walked the earth and taught with such a profundity, did he say try. No. We're to be hearers of the word and we are to be doers of the word. Society has programmed us that trying is enough. There, there's no try in the kingdom. There's no try in life, as a matter of fact. It bothers me a great deal that in our culture and in our society that trying is enough. Uh, I'm probably going to make some folks mad here, so just work with me. But Johnny, Billy, Bobby, Susie, Sally, and Bubba, all these kids are in elementary school, and they it's, it's a wonderful day. It's a happy day. Uh, this day has been scheduled for years and months and days and weeks, and, and all the moms and the dads and everybody showed up to the, the track where it's track and field day at Joe Blow Elementary School. And Billy and Bobby and Sammy and Sally and Johnny and Bubba Nim are all there. And they line up on the starting line of the race, and it's a 50-yard dash. And everybody takes off, and they're blistering at a pace that is mind-blowing down the track. And one little kid gets there at least 20 yards before everybody else because he is seriously fast. And then others trickle in behind him, and the first one comes across, the second one, the third, the fourth, the fifth. And then there's always one kid way back at the back who is bringing up the rear, and everybody finally gets across the finish line. And mommy and daddy are up in the stands, hey, way to go, way to go. Everything's wonderful, and you did so great, and you tried your best, and, and all that. And I understand why we encourage our kids in that kind of a way. We don't want them to feel as though they fail. But here's the thing that, here's the rub for me, is that everybody gets a blue ribbon now. You see, when I was growing up as a kid, there was a blue ribbon for first place, there was a red ribbon for second place, and there was a white or a gold ribbon for third place. And if you didn't come in first, second, or third, you didn't get a ribbon. But nowadays, everybody gets a blue ribbon because everybody is a winner. Ladies and gentlemen in life, it doesn't work that way. There are winners, there are losers. And it's not enough just to try. I remember an amazing scene in the movie Star Wars, The Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. You might remember this, but Yoda is instructing Luke Skywalker in how to use the force. And if you'll allow me to make this parallel, uh, the force was this invisible thing. It was something that was ambiguous. It was not tangible, yet it was present. It's kind of like, kind of like our walk in faith. And he asks Luke, he says, I, I want you to retrieve this disabled spaceship out of this bog and out of this muck that has, it's sunken down here. And, and you can't physically do it, obviously, but with your mind, use your mind, use the force, Luke to pull this ship out of this abyss. And Luke, of course, says, man, it's impossible. There's no way that this can happen. I mean, he's been able to use his mind and the force to move little stones here and there, but a spaceship, this is a whole different animal. Or is it? And Yoda patiently explains that it is only different in his mind. A pebble or a spaceship, the only difference is what do you believe can happen here? 
And Luke reluctantly agrees to give it a try. He says, I'm going to give it a try. And Yoda, man, he comes back with such great force. He says, no, no. And this is the quote that I want to just get across to you today. Yoda says, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. I'm going to share it again. He says, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. I love this. Because if you think about it, you either do something or you don't do something. To commit to trying is to give yourself a built-in out. To say, I'm going to try to accomplish this goal, this dream. I'm going to try to start this business. I'm going to try to write that book. I'm going to try to do whatever it is. You fill in the blank. To say you're going to try something is to allow yourself a space where you can get out of it without feeling as though you failed. But to commit to doing it, to go all the way in, is a different animal altogether. There is a fundamental problem in our leadership philosophy when everyone is entitled to something, yet they have not actually done anything. You see, we do what we value. I talk often about time management. We do what we value. You say, well, I'm going to try to lose weight this year. No, you're not. You're going to go on another diet program, as I've done many times, and you're going, to, you're going to take a stab at it, and then at some point somebody's going to offer you a dessert, and you're going to have at it. Well, I'm going to try to read a book. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. I'm going to try to start this business. I'm going to try to treat my wife or my husband more respectfully and with more love and more courtesy. I'm going to try to be committed to this thing. I'm going to try to do my best. I'm going to try to be successful. I'm going to try to make more money. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, there is no try. You see, real transformation takes place when you decide to do. Real transformation takes place when you take action. You see, I love it. In my world where I I work a lot among church folks and religious people and Christians, we talk a lot in our world about faith, and we're believing that God is going to do something for us. I would like to submit to you that faith without works is dead. You see, faith is my confidence and my belief in God's word concerning something. But the works that I put with my faith is when I act upon what I say I believe to be true. You see, until I take action on what I say I believe, I'm not even in faith. So real progress, real success, real transformation takes place when I decide to get up and actually do something. Real leadership is not accomplished in possessing good theory. It's not even in having a lot of knowledge about something. Real leadership, real success, is the result of putting one's hand to the plow and doing whatever is necessary 
to get the task, to get the job, to get the goal, to get the business, to get the whatever it is done and accomplished. You see, real leadership, real discipline is not theory and knowledge and book learning. Real leadership is, do you have the courage, the confidence, the faith, and the discipline to say, what can I do today to activate, to engage, and to appropriate what I believe to be true about my life and about my future? What do I need to do? You say, well, you can't earn God's love through, through works, right? Well, you can't. Get to heaven based on what you do. I got it. But ladies and gentlemen, you also cannot sit and wait for God to do everything for you. As a matter of fact, let me give you this. The Bible says that God has finished all of his works from the beginning to the end. Can I tell you what I believe? I believe God's done doing. I believe now he's waiting for his sons, his daughters in the kingdom to rise up and appropriate. We are to take action on, we are to apply, we are to do, as Jesus said, the works of him who sent us. I want to give you a scriptural principle that I think is very profound. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Emphasis on the word do. Apart from Christ, I can do nothing. And we tend to focus on that scripture. We tend to make that our mantra so much so that we give ourselves an excuse for not doing anything. But let me turn it around now and give you Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the ability or the strength to do it. It doesn't say God will do for me X, Y, Z. It says I can do. You and I are responsible for the doing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So here's my question for you. What is your dream? What are the ideas that you've been stewarding and fostering for months, maybe even years, but you've not been able to pull the trigger? You've not been able to take that first step. You say, I don't even know what step to take. Well, here, let me help you. Here's a first step for you to take. The first step for you to take is to do some research. The first step for you to take might be to make a few phone calls to some individuals who might be able to lead you, guide you, counsel you into developing a strategic plan for this idea, for that business. The first step might be for you to simply sit down and draft out in handwritten note or a typed note what you think the idea is about your book. What's the general idea or concept you want to communicate if you have been called to write a book. You see, there's always a first step. There's always one thing you can do. And I will share with you, ladies and gentlemen, that doing the first step will lead to the second and the third. And before you know it, you have a plan. You have a track. You have a lane you can run in and thereby accomplish everything that God has given you to do. So what is your dream? What is the goal what is the, the very personal, very intimate thing that in your heart of hearts you've been wanting to see happen in your life for a very long time, but you have not been able to engage it? Another way of looking at this, what has God 
spoken to you? What word do you have from your heavenly father? What has he asked of you? What has he instructed you? What do you feel his spirit compelling you to go out and achieve? Write those things down and then ask yourself this question. Am I stuck in a mindset of simply trying? Or am I willing to commit all in and see that what God has given me to do is accomplished, it's finished, it's fulfilled? Again, to use the word try is to give yourself an out. It's really to give yourself a way or an excuse to not do it. Well, I tried. I tried. just didn't work out. No. You see, try versus do. This may sound like a very small distinction, but it has huge ramifications. So I want to submit to you today, it's time to quit trying and just do it. I want to give you three suggestions that I think will help you. Number one, eliminate the word try from your vocabulary. The word try is a worthless word that accomplishes nothing. It only makes you feel better when you fail. So eliminate the word try from your vocabulary. Number two, decide either to do or not to do. I sound like Shakespeare. To do or not to do? That is the question. Here's the thing. If you decide that you don't want to do something, great. Don't do it. But don't pretend that trying is the same as doing. They are two completely different things. So number two, decide either to do or to not do. And number three, commit 100% to the outcome you desire. Like the project manager for Apollo 13, you might remember this, at a very critical moment, he uttered these words. He said, failure is not an option. You see, he was committed 100% to the outcome of a successful mission. Play full out. Go all in. Go for the win. Do not settle for merely trying. So number three, commit 100% to the outcome you desire. So let's review. Number one, eliminate the word try from your vocabulary. Number two, decide either to do it or not to do it. And number three, commit 100% to the outcome that you desire. Well, I trust something we've shared today has challenged you to pursue God's very best for your life. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, just know this. You have the capacity, the ability, the power to create your own world. God has designed it such that everything you put your hand to will be blessed just do it. Just do it. Don't try. Just do it. If you'd like to comment on this episode, please go to brianholmes.com and go to the show notes, which is brianholmes.com forward slash 008. Scroll down to the comment section. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to engage you in conversation. Also, I'd be very grateful if you'd rate this podcast on iTunes. That helps us tremendously. 
uh, with making the podcast more visible and getting the word out so that more people can be impacted by what we're doing here. Well, next week, I am super excited that I'm going to be uh, have as a guest here on the program, Cliff Ravenscraft. Cliff is a friend. He is a mentor. Cliff is the podcast answer man. He is the guy responsible for helping me over the last seven or eight months to put together this program. But not only is he, he an expert in the field of podcasting, he is also an amazing man, has an amazing, beautiful story. You'll enjoy his heart, his passion as we talk about how to transition from where you are today to where you really want to be. So you won't want to miss that episode. Be sure to leave us a question at brianholmes.com, and we will do our very best next week to answer that on the program. Well, it's time for us to begin to wrap up the episode. If you'd like to have us speak at your event, your conference, your church, a leadership seminar, or whatever the case may be, please visit the website at brianholmes.com forward slash speaking. I would be so honored to serve you or your organization in any way that we could. Also, on the 20th and 21st of September, we'll be hosting our Certified Professional Coaching course here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. For more information, again, go to our website, brianholmes.com. You'll find that there. Last couple of things. Do subscribe for our updates at brianholmes.com. We send out a beautiful email once or twice a week with the podcast, the Monday Mastery videos, any blog posts that we've done, any resources that we're sharing. And we just want you to know what's going on here at brianholmes.com. Subscribe to the podcast again via iTunes or whatever uh, media outlet you are pulling your podcast from and share this with all of your friends and associates on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. That will help us so much in getting the word out. Well, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to be with you every week, and I'm so honored that you would take of your time, and I pray that the Strategic Living Podcast is definitely a blessing to you. Well, that's it for episode number eight here on the Strategic Living Podcast. You know what? We're having a blast. And you're becoming a better person. God is working in your life. And everything that he has planned for you, it's right there at your fingertips. We want you to know we believe in you. You are made in his image, designed for purpose. Destined for greatness. Say the whole world is waiting for you to show up and just be who God has created you to be. Until next time, we love you. God bless. Look forward to seeing you right back here next week.